0: Hi, welcome to the Shapeshifters Podcast. My name is Genesis Guevara, and I'm here with Jennifer Salcedo, and it is time for another conversation. Mm. Hopefully, one that will take us and you, the listener, one step closer to making
1: sense of the world around us so we can build happy and fulfilled lives. Boom! Welcome back, guys, to episode 11 on the Shapeshifters Podcast. We introduce you a self-made millionaire by the name of Nathan Franco, I know Nathan from doing a cash-out refinance, um, closing on one of his properties in New Mexico. I believe in 2020, when I was doing my notary signing agent gig, he is around my, our same age, so uh, late 20s. He studied nursing at Texas Tech, gave a shot at the nursing world. Then in 2011, he ventured out out of the nursing field and decided to start investing in real estate and become a builder. Nathan now builds in Abilene, Alito, Fort Worth, Texas, and in the state of New Mexico. Nathan recently got engaged to his long-term partner of 10 years and is building his dream lifestyle with her and his mom by his side. Nathan, how are you doing?
2: Doing pretty good. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's a complete pleasure and being here. Um, Let's go ahead and get started.
0: Okay, so Nathan, you started off, uh, you were going to nursing school in college. Um, did you graduate?
2: No, I decided not to graduate. Um, you know, I sh- shifted careers completely. Um, whenever I was going into the nursing field, you know, I realized that it wasn't entirely for me. Um, it was a very stressful job that requires, you know, a lot on it takes a toll on you, basically. Yeah,
0: I'm sure physically, probably mentally too, dealing with other humans.
2: Uh, the only reason why I pursued nursing was uh, back in the day. You know, we took care of my grandmother, um, so it's something that's familiar with me. You know, I, I enjoy helping people, you know, helping them in any type of way, and that's why I chose that path uh, at first. And it's also job security. being a nurse you're capable of having a stable job anywhere uh wherever you move to or um it's just good and safe as far as real estate um you know that that transition started to happen whenever um even before i went into nursing um our family so my mother uh you know, she was a single mother, she was a widow, you know, bringing us up. So our funds were pretty uh, limited, as far as what we could do. And uh, when my dad, you know, passed away, he was in the military. So we were, uh, the military basically gave us, I think it was around 100,000. So that was just saved up. And over time, um, my mother was kind of spending it. And so we started out with eighty thousand dollars so that eighty thousand was actually the initial uh investment into real estate because we had that cash just sitting there um so my high school year you know i decided to um tell my mother basically hey we need to do something with that cash and uh you know the first thing that comes to mind is um passive income you know generating that extra cash flow because we didn't have enough with just her alone so we wanted to uh buy a property and to basically rent a house and so that's how we started with this whole real estate process can i
0: pause you real quick
2: yeah absolutely how
0: as a high schooler how did you know that real estate how did you even know what passive income was and that real estate would you make better use of money instead of it just sitting there
2: you know when you have hardships in your life, you're always conscious of costs, right? I mean, I didn't, w- I never wanted to spend my mother's money because I knew she was the only one supporting. Um, so <laughs> the whole time I'm growing up, I just I've always tried spending less and, you know, being smart with where uh, I'm, I'm going um so that's basically why gotcha
0: okay okay so you put this money into a home you guys you went and found a home and this home was over there being rented out or how
2: yeah so what we found uh we started in new mexico um because my mother's family is from there so it's kind of you know a safe uh state to build in it's a very small town um and what typically you find with small towns is very low prices so uh it's more obtainable uh in that sense and uh we bought a structure it wasn't even a house it's just a structure uh for 25,000 and it had i want to say roughly around six lots that came with it um and we converted that little structure into a small house basically Ooh. yeah so that's how it all started um but you know going back to the high school thing it's before you graduate you have to consider what you're going to do in life which paths you're going to take and so i started real estate at that time but i also started nursing um, but the full transition to real estate happened a few years
0: okay later. so this Lot you then, or structure you created a house on it, rented it out, and you oversaw all of that the building of the house, getting rent tenants and stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we uh obviously hired people in order to, to renovate it and whatnot. It was very okay. small structure to begin mm-hmm. with, anyway, so it wasn't that costly, and uh, that's why we were able to start off there you know, get that uh, passive income just accumulating. And from there, uh, we started going into another rental house and, you know, just kind of escalate things. Okay.
0: And did your family see the value once they saw that that one house was good? they are like, oh, wow, like this is something that we could really keep doing so we can gain more money. Is that?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So I brought up a plan with her, you know, I told her, well, these properties can hold X amount of houses. Uh, it sounds like a lot, six lots, but they're actually really tiny. So we had to use two uh, lots per house, but we built upon you know what was already there provided for us, basically. Um, but yeah, I would say we we got extremely lucky uh, with that sense of obtaining everything just for twenty five thousand.
0: Wow. So. I mean, I'm surprised you went to college. You're already starting to amass your real estate portfolio before you turn 18.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. that's, I'm, I'm always looking towards the future. I, really? There's never one time that doesn't cross my mind of what I can do better. Um, my whole life, you know, even once again in high school, I've always been very competitive. Uh, I used to play tennis. I used to always want to be the best that I can be. So I would definitely say, you know, we have to look towards the future, Pr- plan it out properly. Um, even even to an extent, I feel like I didn't plan it as, be- as best that I could have. Right. But, uh, you know, with doing these podcasts, I feel that maybe it can help people transition to, Whatever passion they want to. Foster. Okay,
0: so you decided you're still going to go into college because probably everybody is feeding you that. And you did nursing before you even graduated. You already had started working in the field.
2: Uh, yeah, so there there's something called CNA. Um, w- whenever I go into something, I always work uh, towards that goal. So I decided to go into the field prior to uh, nursing. And um, just to get a feel of it. And that made me realize, you know, how hard it is to be a nurse, right? You have to work 12-hour shifts. And it's it's very demanding. It's, it's stressful. Um, and for me, I didn't think that the pay was worth the massive efforts that you have to put mm-hmm. in right mm-hmm. i mean it's 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 a strain on you mentally so i knew that i had my other option uh that i started at the same time which was real estate mm-hmm. so for the longest period of time i was still undecisive it took me too long to say all right real estate is the pro is the path that i'm for sure going to take um so you know, with nursing, I, I was there for I would say about two years, I, I worked there for during that two year period. I was even working as a CNA for like a year and a half. Um, but I started realizing that you know my mother and my my girlfriend at the time, uh, she's now my fiance, <laughs> but um, I. For me, uh, keeping family together is very important. And I saw how hard the work was. And so I'm always trying to think of ways, how can I make their life easier? How can I make it better? And with nursing, it's a great job, right? It's job security, something that can provide a living for you and your household. But what made me realize that real estate was the answer was it wasn't just a great income, but it can provide for your household and for your entire family for generations to come. To build a business out, I mean, to me, that is more worthwhile to create something for your entire family, rather than just, you know, one job that can provide.
1: On that note. Um, Shout out to all the nurses and teachers out there. I know during COVID, it was a super hard time. Um, And even before that, I think it just kind of lit a fire when COVID did hit because they were asked for a lot more responsibilities than they already were, which is a heavy plate to carry. Um, As you know, what Nathan is saying speaks volumes and he wasn't even going through it. You know what I mean? He saw it immediately uh, before pursuing it all the way, 100%. I was actually, I've met a lot of teachers and nurses throughout whenever I was doing the notary signing gig. And you could just see kind of the, like they're just tired, you know? And the ones that really stuck around were the ones who were really passionate about nursing and teaching. And, or they just didn't know another way out, you know? So um, it's great that, Nathan had saw a way out, per se, and not that nursing or teaching is just not the way to go. It's just you're giving up a lot of time for yourself and for the family that you currently have, and the compensation is just not worth it if you're really trying to give more to an afterlife, or you know, a generation after you, or even before you, you know, Nathan t- speaks, you know, a lot about caring for his mom, um, and so I think that's great, Nathan, that you're able, you were able to see what you saw at a very young age and pursue it. So, question for you, Nathan: When was the moment that you decided to take action and pivot and not do? the nursing thing, the stable thing, the thing that you thought was going to provide for you. And can you describe, you know, a little bit about that moment and how you got through to doing that?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what made me pivoted right there is, you know, just, just knowing that, you know, like I said, my mother is a widow. So, Who's going to help her, right? As a nurse salary, I can take care of my family, but can I really take care of my mother as well? And my sister, you know, I just more into it. I, I want to take care of more people. I want to help my family in any way because we've always been struggling. So real estate, because we only started renting uh, that one place for $800 a month, that wasn't really enough to, you know, fully com- uh, commit myself to, right? I knew that it was just a nice amount of money to, to help us back, you know, because 11 years ago, that was still helpful. Um, and it all adds up. So it started transitioning a little bit later because we started building another rental house and then that provided us another additional $1,000. And then it really dawned on me on the third house when it, provided an additional 1300 so now you're adding up now it's like whoa that's already making as much as a nurse just with those three things three houses but yet we're not even working right so that to me is impressive um having that passive income so I would say on the third house I realized that real estate can provide so much more than um just committing your life to your job for the rest of your life.
0: Okay, so you said that you have a business. You said that you know you wanna build a business that can help even after you're gone. What is it that you do know exactly? Can you kind of maybe describe the business that you own or what it does?
2: Yeah, so I, too, I have two separate businesses as of right now, if that's what you're asking. Right. Yeah, so um, one is of course the rental. We're having cash flow making sure that your bills are paid making sure that your daily necessities are met that's very important so cash flow is number 1 number 2 uh my second business is new construction uh i build and sell houses so i transitioned from rentals to building and selling houses um and that generates a lot of capital so, you know, rentals is definitely the safest route as far as uh, easier to obtain. And then new construction just helps me elevate the lifestyle um, to the next levels, right? There's so much more that I'm, I'm trying to pursue and uh, I need the capital in order to, to get okay, there.
0: Okay, I have so many questions. Um, okay, first up. Where, how do you know, like, where do you build? Like, are you building in up and coming or where are you finding these lots to build on?
2: Yeah. So being a, a small custom home builder, you know, it's, it's very difficult for me to, uh, find specific areas that I can build in. Right. Because I can't develop as of right now, I can only buy and developed areas. So, um, I started off with building and selling in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, I used to buy lots for, you know, $8,000 a piece, $10,000, uh, something that's easily obtainable. And, uh, we started off with extremely small houses, 900 square feet, uh, was our first house that we started with two bed, one bath. And, um, you know, from there, we just kind of expanded, making bigger houses. We went up to 1600 square foot houses and, uh, you know, kept on progressing from there. We always start small. That's important. You know, you, you don't want to get in there and <laughs> build a big house or buy a big rental house. Right. It's okay to start off small. That's the safest, um, for you. And okay. You can,
0: and basically. do you have like a team, a dedicated team of, uh, construction workers?
2: Yeah, so we we do have employees that work for us in, at now at this stage. Uh beforehand it was just me and my family. We were the employees, you know. We wanted to save as much money as possible, so we did a lot of the work ourselves. Doing the work, we learned a lot. Um and I mean that's just how you get up, right? You have to be willing to put in the effort in order to make it a lifestyle that suits you for the future. Um definitely got our hands dirty it was just me my my mother uh, and my fiance now uh we did like i said we built the houses ourselves. wow
0: um what do you remember like any one big mistake like let's say you were just learning how to build these houses you didn't know how to do this one thing and it went absolutely wrong but you learned from it do you have a moment like that that you remember
2: no that didn't that didn't happen that's great Yeah, yeah because well, I mean, okay, well, the mistakes will always happen, but not necessarily with, with the work that we did. Uh, for instance, we basically learned from our rental properties. You know, as we were renovating, right, that just gives us bits and pieces of details of how to do it properly. Um, so that was the learning curve there. And that's when we transitioned to building and selling new houses from those rentals. Um, so building is pretty consistent, but what, um, I would say what hurts us the most is building codes are always changing, right? So you always have to adapt, but that's, that's learnable, you know? So you always have to be, uh, learning the entire process, no matter if you started three years ago, if you started now, it's, it's still going to change. Um, But to basically tell you what mistakes uh, we encountered, our biggest mistake that we encountered was, so we we started in a redevelopment area, okay? So what that means is the houses that we're in were kind of low-income houses, And we didn't expect, you know, far too much as how that can impact us. But it definitely does. Um, One day, you know, we came home, uh, came to our job site. And as one of the saddest parts is uh, we saw that everything was stolen. So, yeah, I mean, that's a huge mistake on our part because we we just didn't count for things like that. We didn't know that we were naive, you know um but i would say know the place that you're going into research it entirely because something like that is very hurtful you know financially and mentally it, it was sad
1: yeah i'm sure yeah that's a place in downtown fort worth i actually looked at as well um in june july of 2020 We are in the middle of July 2022, and I can say for a fact that place is still not where it should be. When I was trying to purchase at the time, I was trying to find, you know, three twos, four two and a halves that were affordable in my range. And North Fort Worth was a very thriving economy, and, you know, I just wasn't trying to spend my max limit on my first home because that would prevent me from buying another home. Um, So anyways... I was trying to save as much as I could and I saw new houses being built in that area. My realtor at the time put his friend hat on and said, Hey Jen, like please don't buy here. This is this unsafe area and it's pretty ghetto. And you know, realtors aren't supposed to steer you one way or the other, but again he put his little friend hat on and said those things and it is unfortunate that people will do that, you know, to your business, you know, because of their livelihood is dependent on stealing from others. So Yeah, it's pretty it pretty much sucks that Fort Worth is not moving in the direction for the economy to thrive there. Like they're building new streets, but not a lot of businesses wanna go into downtown Fort Worth just yet. It's kind of thriving all around Fort Worth, (laughs) not even like in the downtown area. So definitely do your research, you know, anyone who's listening, environment and location plays a huge part at least whenever you do go and buy your first property, second property, third property, that at least half of the neighborhood is gentrified. Don't go in like whenever they're just starting out because it could take a decade to get even to the point of 50% gentrification, you know, maybe even 20 years, but at least go in halfway. (laughs) If you're trying to save money, trying to be close to downtown, be close to the city, just Make sure it's somewhere you would let your brother, sister, cousin, mom, dad walk I'm around. actually
0: trying to buy a new construction home in a low-income area. And it, it's something that I'm definitely, like, timid about because, you know, it's not safe. It's not the safest. And um, you're taking a risk. Um, and you, yeah. And you have to build a fence. Probably, like, get a fence builder on your bought like as soon as possible as soon as you close before you move in um but do you have any other insight as far as like if like any of our listeners are like yeah like you know we want to save money so we're going to buy new construction homes in low-income areas
2: uh so from my experience uh, some of my houses were also purchased for rental purposes um but even they don't hold on to it you know, it's, mm. it's extremely hard to be in an environment like that. Gotcha. It's, it's sad that they target your house, but they will. And it, it happened to me on every single house. So we had to have wow. security there. You can bypass it by having good security cameras, but even that can do only so much. So be careful, be cautious.
1: Hey, Nathan, remind me again how you got your start to being a builder. Um, I don't remember us having that discussion actually. Um, could you let our audience know like how you you know started and how do you find contractors to help you you know build these properties when you first started out?
2: Well basically, I was the contractor, right we we started with renovating, as I said um, so that, you know, getting an understanding of I mean, Putting together houses is kind of like putting together Legos, right? <laughs> it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, it's, Easy. Yeah, it, it's pre- <laughs> I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, the only bits and finer details like codes, you know, yeah, it, it'll change. But other than that, it's pretty much the same thing. I would say the biggest changes would be uh, materials. You know, that, that, that changes quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean... Yeah, we're we're basically self-taught, and um, I mean that's that's what you have to do, right? Learn the entire process on your own. I didn't have any guidance. I just you basically look at something and understand why is it that way, and um, that's that's basically how we learned. And also just reading codes, right? That gives you a lot of information as well. Um, it tells you exactly what they're looking for, and and um, if you're curious on Understanding it, you can look it up on the internet, or um, you know, ask around. People will, will definitely give you an answer for it.
1: Gotcha. So the internet was basically the driving force to your understanding of how to be a builder and contractor.
2: Internet and also hands-on experience is very. Right. You
1: said the materials are always changing.
0: What? Do, what do you mean by that?
2: Okay, so let me rephrase that. Materials aren't always changing, but I I guess what kind of happened is that, you know, when you're building new, uh, there's just a variety of materials that you can use. And I didn't really know of this because to me it's like, okay, you know, you're building a structure, you're just going to slap on an OSB, but there's just so much more that you can utilize per house that you're building, you know, so... I mean that's why you get engineers involved um to help you decide you know what path you want to take as far as do you want to cut costs here and use these type of materials or do you want to make the build a little bit better by using those materials uh so it's it's a fight between costs and how to make that house as the best that it can be for the value that of the market that you're and are these
0: homes like Nice homes because all the new construction homes around here, you know, freaking nice.
2: So for me, I started off with first time home buyers. Like I said, Ooh. I always start off on the lower end uh, just so that it's cheaper for, for us financially in order to, Ooh. you know, even afford such a structure. Um, so like I said, 900 square foot houses, two bed, one bath and 1600 square foot houses, three bed, two bath uh we sold our two bed one bath for 110,000 and then and remember this is new construction so that's a pretty good price for 8 years ago um and then the 1600 square foot house it was 165,000 so i was never greedy you know i i wanted to make sure that our houses would sell immediately you know i don't want to hold on to something um for too long. So majority of my houses would sell uh, even before they're listed. So that's pretty nice.
0: I'm sure that you analyze, you know, like the area, the lot, all those things before you're like, Okay, this is where I'm going to build a house where like, what's your profit margin? Are you trying to get a specific profit margin before? How do you analyze a good deal? I guess is what I'm asking?
2: How do I analyze a good deal? Um, yeah, I mean, it really just depends on market. And how hard is it to build in a to tip? Um, you know, just to each city has its own codes, surprisingly, you know, they're, they vary. Um, so I would say the market, what the houses sell price per square foot, and also, how much do the city codes affect each build?
1: Mm.
2: So those two factor in a lot. And also, you know kind of like what's happening right now you know with inflation covid it hit us pretty hard you know the the swings of material prices hurts us a lot especially us you know small custom home builders where we don't buy directly from the vendors we buy from lowe's home depot you know mm. manufacturers like or third parties like that gotcha. um, so that's all of that takes into consideration.
0: Okay. So let's talk about the, let's say the last, are you, are you building a home right now? Yes. Okay. What, what can you go through the process of you being like, okay, this is the place, this is the home we're going to make. This is what material we're going to use this is how much you're selling it for. Can you kind of walk me through that?
2: Okay. So let me walk you through first, I'm going to start in Fort Worth of why I went from Fort Worth to Abilene, Texas, right? So Fort Worth was a great area. Uh, The downfall was, you know, the subdivision that we were building in was lower income based. So that made it extremely difficult to safeguard our materials, things that can be stolen. And so I started looking elsewhere. I'm never afraid to look in other cities to help safeguard those things, right? Uh, so Abilene, Texas was a definitely way smaller market. You know, Fort Worth almost has a million people city. Abilene only has like a hundred thousand people. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a huge huge difference. But what I saw was that it was more affordable, you know, land started skyrocketing in Fort Worth while land in Abilene was very consistent. You need to look at things like that, you know, how much is the initial investment? That's what you need to go down for, you know, how much can you afford? Um, I wasn't uh, scared away by the small population, but what I did see was Abilene was a military, uh, you know, juggernaut, basically. They made a lot of money through military. Mm. Uh, I would say that whatever city you're going into, find out what is providing that city money. How are they financially stable? You know, you don't want to go into a dying city. You want to go into something that's stable. So Abilene is the biggest, smallest city in the area. So that's what I saw. You know, I see that these there's a lot of surrounding areas that will move into Abilene if they want to, which they do. And, um, you know, I just... That's that's what it comes down to, uh, initial pricing and also what finances are happening in that city. So uh, that's why. That's we're incredible. Talking.
0: I don't think that that's something that people just know off the top of their heads. And, and in fact, me hearing you say, I'm like, oh my god, I would, you know, I never thought about that. How would I even go about finding that or things like that? So I think that's awesome that you were able. I'm sure you figure that out on your own and you were like, okay, this is the best way, your strategy. You're like, if it's not working anymore, time to re-strategize and you did it.
2: Exactly, you go where the best opportunities arise. I mean, same thing with what Jennifer does, getting vacation houses in prime areas, right? Um, that's, that's what you have to look into. And um, it's okay to pivot, right? um but yeah uh it takes a lot more work than what i just said you know i I only (laughs) made those two valid points but it's it's a lot more into it but if if you are trying to scope out areas i would say those are the two most important
0: all right guys so if anybody here wants to start building homes now you know what to do (laughs) just kidding i don't think any of our listeners are there yet or i don't know who knows um But what was I going to ask next? I had a good question. I forgot it. You go, Jennifer.
1: (laughs) Don't worry. I got this, Genesis. So, Nathan, I know me and you are both really passionate about real estate investing. What would you just say to the average person, maybe someone around our age, someone older, someone in their mid-40s, 50s, 60s, whatever it may be, would you still encourage them to buy a piece of property, maybe one or two, just to get their feet in the water? How would you approach them and, uh, and why?
2: I would say that for people who have connections, as far as you know, meeting people or even reading or hearing podcasts, you know, I feel like those are also connections because they're kind of giving you details on how to go about things. But first, let's talk about people with connections. Uh, I always tell my friends to join me, right? I mean I want them to better their lives because they also have a job that they 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 have great jobs uh you know they make good money but I want them to be capable of you know being their own boss and having their own business uh if you're capable of going that path I would say research right learn from others uh that's 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 how you do it um i'm sorry what was the question again
1: <laughs> no that was perfect thank you nathan
0: yeah yeah you can't get around the whole research thing man like a lot of people you know want to just get started but it's like you really should before you do that you know like do your research read into it first read as many books as you can um One other
2: thing that I would like to say is um, they have to be willing to, you know, work and get their hands dirty. It's it's necessary. You can't just go in there blindly paying people thinking that, okay, it's going to get done, right? You have to be there to understand, to learn the process because people will definitely try to, I hate to say it, but they will scam you. And, you know, it happens. Cool. So you kind of have to learn the ins and outs. Um, and, and that's what we're here for, right? To, to help them understand what to avoid.
0: Yeah. So. Um, do you still, are you still on the ground working or have you taken a more like managerial back end, looking for homes, doing my research, doing the numbers approach?
2: So a lot of the work uh, we, we have employees for now uh, I only do a few things myself. Um, we're trying nice. to, yeah, weed ourselves off of that. You know, it's taken really? time. It definitely has. I mean, you're talking about only three years ago. Out of this ten-year period, I was finally able to separate myself from the construction. Um, even till now, though, you know, I still do the fences. Sometimes I do grass. You know, simple things like that. But. Mm. Um, it's it's just something that i enjoy so it's it's not that i see it as hard labor in any way but i don't mind doing it you know it does save me money if i do it too still so that's why i see it as well um so it's something that you have to like i said get involved it's okay to get involved you're going to feel stressed definitely but You're going to pick it up up and learn Uh, eventually.
0: Very, very serious question, guys. And I I mean it. Are you hiring? Because I'd love to learn how to to build homes.
2: I am... Oh, sorry. Sadly, I am not...
0: Sorry, it wasn't actually serious. I was just joking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. Did this
2: turn into a job interview?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I mean... I'm showing my go-getter attitude now. Um, I have always wanted to kind of renovate homes. I've always kind of been, like, interested in that. And I think the best way to do that would be to kind of just join, uh, you know, people doing construction and just going at it and be like, all right, yeah, I'm here to work, you know. But, um...
1: Genesis, I never knew you wanted to, like, get your hands dirty and do a renovation. Um. Yeah, I don't think that's a hard idea to follow up on. So I, what I would do, and I've learned this from, you know, listening to Bigger Pockets, is obviously put yourself in a position where there are contractors, like, you know, real estate investor groups. And, you know, once you find who the contractor is around your, the area, you kind of just, like, get to know them, then ask them how they're doing it. And then, you know, in order for them to like kind of let you in their circle, You could be like, hey, I'll do it for free, you know? I just want to know how you're doing it because I want to get my foot in the door in renovating or flipping a property.
0: I thought about it, and it's hard for a woman to be on site because not only are we not as strong, so, like, we're talking about carrying materials, reaching over really high and hammering something down, you know, things like that. And also, it's not the most comfortable environment. Like, in Houston, you have a lot of... uh, specific type of people that work in construction. I would I literally wouldn't even I don't even like to pass construction sites. You know, much less be in there working with a bunch of men. You know, like already <laughs>
1: Genesis, is it you that's saying no or no, who's no, no, saying it's, no? To it's you?
0: well it's me and then talking to other people about it and then be like, oh yeah. Blah, 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 you know?
2: So I would like to cap on that.
0: <laughs> my
2: my fiance is very tiny. She's five foot two, Mm ninety five pounds, and she helped me with everything. So, okay, yeah, don't be afraid. I mean, it's she knew exactly what we were trying to do, and that's to escalate our life to better in any sort of way, right? It's okay to. I mean, I I don't want them to do hard labor, right? Majority of the material carrying, I, I definitely did, but they didn't mind and helping me her and my right mother. yeah
0: and i mean uh, that'd be great if i could join like a little trio like you guys and be like all right i made gonna, you know i just feel like with a bunch of like men that i don't know i don't even want to be in that environment you know maybe if i'm doing my own house then maybe but then i don't know how to do my own house you see where i'm getting at jennifer
1: Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't talking about the big sea of contractors that you see on, like, big projects that just go from house to house to house. Um, I was talking about, like, you know, like, small business owners, whether it be a couple or, like, two best friends going in and flipping the home. I would love to You know, that. you can find those people for sure. Okay. You don't have to go in and, you know, kind of feel uncomfortable talking to someone. Like, you know, contractors uh-huh. that have been in the business for a while and they're, like, you know, in their 40s or 50s and they're men, but... You know, maybe if you feel more comfortable just asking a couple or two best friends if you can That's offer it. them, you know, your free time and lending a hand, whether it may be them asking you to go to Home Depot or yeah. Lowe's to grab something. I don't know, grab food, help them out with, you know, giving them tools. Yeah. Anyone needs yeah. help, and then you can just say, hey, you know, I'm, I'll do it for free just to learn. And I haven't met any real estate that is not willing to invest, like, mm. to teach you. You know, um, especially like local, like they're definitely willing. They're always so willing to share, you know, what real estate has to offer in one's life.
2: And that is the truth. You know, you, you do want to be careful. You don't want to injure yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, that's, wow.
0: I, I didn't even considered just helping couples. I was always like big construction, not doing it, but that's, that's a great idea. Cause I would be willing to do it for free. If you're teaching me, you know, if you're teaching me, I'm there, you know, during the weekends, helping you out, that's fine. And make, and you're making friends with other realtor or investors, you know, like, and then I can, cause yeah, I've always kind of wanted to just work on a home myself and just learn how to flip it, but literally couldn't even like think about where i would even start you know okay so now you guys that you guys have uh, now y'all are aware uh if anybody out there needs help refinancing re uh their home hire me i'm free over the weekends um let's go if anyone wants to join me we'll go hunt some job free jobs down um but okay so i am i mean i i think it's great i think you've You've taught us a lot. I just feel like amongst our own peers, we're not hearing about this, you know, we're not seeing other people just kinda like figuring it out, grassroots building up, things like that. And you know, hopefully this motivates people to like just think outside the box or just it's just so scary to quit your W two job, you know.
2: Absolutely. And you need that W two job, you know, for the income as well. Um Don't be afraid to get loans. We had to get loans to get started. Um, And eventually you'll be apart from the loan, you know, and, but you have to start somewhere. And the other best thing to do is I would say work with people. Don't go in it alone. You know, I had my mother and my fiance. Mm -hmm. That's three Mm -hmm. people made the thing, made everything so much easier. Um, Of course, you know, it's good to have... Uh, different opinions as well. You know, there's, there's not one time that I never asked my fiance or my mother's uh, point of view. Um, I mean, these are tough decisions that you're going to have to make mistakes are going to happen, but don't let that steer you away from your overall objective of being your own boss, basically, right? Having your own business, securing your future and possibly your future for your kids too if you can become that successful
0: Um, i'm done talking about the building stuff i'm ready for the fun stuff for you
2: (laughs) what's the fun stuff
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah at the beginning of course we all talk about business and and all that and getting real serious but other than you know working towards our business and you doing that for such a long period of time I know you mentioned to me you never really took vacations for over a decade, which I think is crazy, but also pretty cool. You know, like you weren't like, not that you didn't want to take vacations. It's just that um, you just found your work much more enjoyable. And I thought that was really cool because I actually were a little different in that sense. I always told myself to take vacations every two years at least. Um, I've taken more vacations in a year than that, but I would always say at least two years. Um, One, because my mom always told me to take a vacation, and I think that was really awesome advice from her. And then other one is just because um, it's always good to experience other people's cultures, you know, Um, to really humble yourself. You know, we all live in America in a very wealthy economy and nation. So, you know, being able to be around others that don't experience what we experience it really, you know, grounds you, in a sense that you know, you wouldn't have known otherwise. Your perspective definitely changes. But Nathan had recently went to Hawaii with his fiance and wife, And I'm sorry, fiance and mom. And I wanted to ask how like your perception may have changed, may or may not have changed after going to Hawaii, because Hawaii is such a beautiful place, and people always always have nothing but positive things about Hawaii. So, yeah, tell us a little bit more about that and how, like, maybe your viewpoint may have changed.
2: You know, during that whole... I would say I didn't take a vacation for at least 10 years. I mean, I am so in for it, 100%, as far as how can I make my life better for the future. My goal was to retire in my 30s, which is insane, but that's how dedicated I am. So set your goals, Um, you know, I would value my business over my personal satisfactions, right? I mean, it's it's kind of sad, but I was that dedicated to at least hold off on my personal experiences for these next couple of years of, of what I did to get to a point where it's like, all right, I can now be a little bit more easier on myself and and try to enjoy life uh it even till now i'm always at a a conflict with myself as far as when is there a safe point to say okay it's time to enjoy life a little bit more i'm trying my best to still transition to that but i just have so many goals in mind so many opportunities that i want to go into and, and take i I have so much passion like i you know i went from rental houses to building and selling brand new houses i want to go into apartments building apartments i want to build retail centers hospitals you name it like i have just such a big broad spectrum of what i want to do in life and in order to hit those it's been taking me time because you need a lot of money so my next step after building and selling houses is to develop a subdivision I want to build 50 houses in one area. I I would just love to do that. But at that point, you need millions of dollars. So now I'm always structuring myself. I always need more. And it's like I need to sit down and relax and say, all right, I also need to enjoy my life as well. And I, I want to make memories with my fiance, with my mother for all of the work and effort that they put in. So it's not just about me and I can't keep it that way. So luckily they, you know, they were hunkering down with me and trying to pursue what I envisioned and we did. And now it's a matter of me trying my best to give back, right, Uh, to create those fantastic memories that we, we, I wouldn't say we lost during that 10 year period, but I mean, our memories are creating a business, you know, and now it's successful enough to say, okay, uh, that's awesome." We'll, we'll go on vacations finally and we can enjoy and afford anything we'd like. I mean, that's a huge difference, right? If we took a vacation a few years ago, it's, I don't want to have a budget and say, okay, this is all we can do right when i went to hawaii i said y'all can do we can do anything we'd like you want a helicopter ride you want to eat dessert three times a day you name it we can afford it i mean that's that's the that's point awesome. that's the point in life that you want to be and completely satisfied and say we made it we can do it you know even now you know we bought our first corvette in life uh, about a year ago now or almost a year ago and we enjoyed it, right? it's. it's yeah. We're finally transitioning to appreciate life a little bit more. Um, but just understand that you have to dedicate yourself to whatever career you're going into, and know that there will be extreme sacrifices if you want to take it that far. You know, not everyone can do that, and that's fine. If you want to enjoy your life, like you said, every two years take a vacation. As as long as you budget yourself accordingly, uh, stick to your goals. You will get there eventually.
0: Nice, nice. That's it's good pep talk. Good pep talk, Nathan. I'm not gonna go on vacation. I'm canceling all my vacations from here on out. Um. All right, Nathan. What, so you're so dedicated to work. You don't take vacations. Do you? Do you have hobbies? Do you fun? Do you know what do you do for fun?
1: Yeah.
2: So. <laughs> it doesn't require much for us to have fun uh you know we enjoy hanging out with our friends playing board games or even playing games online we're a bunch of nerds so it doesn't take much to (laughs) keep us preoccupied with something uh you know going to the movies normal things but we only go to movies on tuesdays that's the discount ticket days right so i'm I'm still i'm still cautious of when we go out right
1: (laughs) wow (laughs) millionaire and still looking at those five dollar tickets five dollar
2: tickets only it's like why would i pay double the price for the same movie it's like there's no point yeah little things like that i mean don't be afraid to live with your friends or live with your family work together you know don't be shunned away and say you know it's kind of embarrassing it's not embarrassing it's just you're saving as much money as possible. Or your goals. That's it. That's all it comes down to Um, even till now, you know, we living in a very small apartment and yet here we are building all of these houses. It just makes Mm -hmm. no sense, but it makes sense to us because we're like, Mm -hmm. "Mm, we don't want to spend X amount of money for our lifestyle just yet. So Mm -hmm. even after 10 years, we still have our own personal house, but it's okay. You know, I know it'll eventually come when when we're ready. We're just very goal oriented. We push yeah,
0: hard. The fruits of your labor will come one day. They're gonna be a lot. They're gonna be a plenty.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And even now, we're finally taking vacations three yeah. times a year. So that's a huge difference from not taking none to taking three years. So yeah, and I w- we'll slowly start transitioning into bettering our lives
0: that's amazing um we me and my roommate we love to play board games too what's what's one of your favorite board games
2: i'll be honest i don't remember the names <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay okay have you ever played a uh, have you ever played dominion okay we played some already ass games seven wonders <laughs> okay no you play basic ass board games don't you <laughs>
2: okay so these board games are my friends i have no idea the names Okay, okay, you got it. fair
0: enough
2: yeah <laughs> i did not initiate it but hey i mean it's it's great to get together and i mean it, it doesn't cost money right
0: <laughs> you are a millionaire and you're telling the world hey like don't be embarrassed to live with your parents don't be embarrassed to do this and that i don't think people know that or i don't think people would even Listen, if you said that, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's crazy that you're saying that. I mean, I was definitely one person that I was like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not moving back in with my parents. Not really because I did it. It wasn't really like a shame thing. It was just like a freedom thing, but you know, it's like, that was one sacrifice that I chose to not make, you know, I did not sacrifice the saving the money in order and then just stay with my family, you know? Looking back now, I'm like, maybe, I I probably should've, you know, or I don't know. I just feel like in today's society, as far as like people that graduate college, you know, it's not, it's not like people get made fun of about like living with their parents still. And it's like, it's totally fine. Like, you only got your family for like a limited time on this earth anyway. It's like, why not spend as much time with them as you could save money while you're doing it, you know? I like your mentality where you're like family growth, not you, you, you myself growth, which uh, I think is great.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And to also recap on that, you know, I, I also wish that even whenever I was going to the university, I felt like paying rent. It's just a waste of money. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing that you could do is, I mean, it's it's hard to say, but I, I personally would have bought a house, you know, get a mortgage and have renters while you're going to university. Um, I think that yes. that's way better because when you calculate it, how much rent I've been paying over these years, yeah. oh, it's it's terrible. It's
0: just scary. I think like, you know, you hear about it all the time you, I don't even get an email saying like, Hey, you should buy your house instead of shouldn't rent. We're all like afraid to do that. We're like, how, buy a house. How do you do that? No, I'm just going to do rent less responsibility, you know? Uh, yeah, definitely, like, I mean, if me and Jennifer had, like, gone in on a freaking house with our parents and, like, you know, have to co-sign, you know, like, ugh anyway all right guys i think we've taken enough of nathan's time i mean your time is costly i'm sh- sure um but i want to say thank you so much for coming on to the podcast uh you know relaying all the wisdom that you've accumulated in sh- your short life and i hope that this helps somebody out there you know i hope you enjoyed your time on here and um it was really good nice meeting you
2: likewise thank you for your time Thanks,